1: Cheryl. Tig. Okay. What do we talk about? In we the- talk about a bunch of losers. Songs. We talk a lot about of yeah. song talk. We talk about underpants. Underpants. That comes up a lot. Yes. And there's a lot of whispering. There's some secrets. There's, there's some, some there are some secrets yeah, that we tell people. Things. And we tell people that there are secrets, but we don't necessarily confirm any secrets. Yes, yeah.
0: but we will pass them along secrets are revealed. Yeah. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Victoria's Secret, Angels and Demons. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s.
1: Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. Faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl, true story. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Woo! How are you? I'm good. I'll. Uh, I feel like I look tired because I've been a little exhausted. Mm-mm. I was filming in LA. Okay. This is a braggadocious word. Okay. I was filming hey in you, LA. Hey you. Uh-huh. On the morning show, which I can now okay. say. Then went to New York, Yeah. was filming there. Then went to Toronto, was filming Star Trek. Wow. Then went to Honolulu <sighs> for a show. Then went back to New York and directed an HBO special and then got on a plane.
0: Alert!
1: And then got on a plane, flew home yesterday. I and I don't even know what is up or down, I'm like so exhausted, exhausted. yeah. That's the price you pay for fame and fortune. (laughs) (laughs) And braggadocious (laughs) alerts. And braggadocious
0: alerts like there's
1: no tomorrow. I know. I know. So, how did Honolulu go? It finally happened. It finally happened. It was canceled when uh, my stepfather passed away, then rebooked, and then I got COVID, and then rebooked, and then I finally went there. It was so fun and um i love honolulu i do too you know you get the beautiful beaches and then you get yeah. like the um the, the little city life yeah, if you want it yeah so i i had a good time i've been there before she's so alert <laughs> um ah. but uh yeah it's just good to be home because i've been gone almost 3 weeks and i'm pretty much home i just have just a show in November. But aside from that, yeah. I'm just on hold for the morning show. Braggadocious. Bragg- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that you call out your own braggadocious. Well,
1: <laughs> um, well, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. Okay. I mean, you know, my mom, Cracklin' Rosie, mm-hmm. we call her Cracky for short. Sure. Sure is in Florida and she had to, she's still evacuated. she's she's living in in this um community where there's only one road down it's like where a lake and a river meet mm-hmm. and the river keeps rising. So that it's washed out the road so they can't get back into her building and so she's now <laughs> she's uh hunkered down with Dr. Becky Hines. Oh my oh. gosh. And do they see an end in sight? Ah, uh, hopefully we'll find out more today. But um, my mom is a very—you know, she's she's spicy. Yeah, she's—I think 81. But don't tell anybody. I told her that. I t- one time
1: we were in um, People magazine. Wait, you just said don't tell anyone. I told her that. I told you that. Okay, well that her, makes way her more age. sense. We were in People
0: magazine and um, you yeah. <laughs> know. And People Magazine, for whatever reason, I don't know if they still do it, but, you know, they always put your age in parentheses. I don't have anything to do with that. You know what I mean? It's Hmm. like, and my mom didn't, wasn't speaking to me. And I didn't even know why. And I was like, are you mad at me? And she said, well, I didn't need my age printed in People Magazine. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. That's why you haven't been talking to me.
1: (laughs) How long did the uh, cold shoulder last? For months, you know. No, it was yes. It was. When did this happen?
0: This happened right after Cat was born. This is a long time ago, right? So this was like it was a Mother's Day thing where it was a picture of Cat as a baby and me and my mom. It was like three generations. But my mom's spicy and she's driving my sister crazy because she she's doing a few things that's driving everybody nuts.
1: Let's hear it.
0: Well, one thing is she keeps saying. Y'all, I love the F word. And we're like, okay. And why isn't she saying it? You no, know, and then she goes, fun. Y'all, I'm talking about having fun. What'd y'all think? <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay. So, you know, the first time she says it, it's like, oh, okay. But like the 20th time she <laughs> says it, we're like, y'all, I love the F word. You know what that is? And we're like, yeah, it's fun. You know. <laughs> And then the other thing, she's on this, um, she has it in her mind that she is solely responsible for me and my sister, my brother's successes. Mm. So when we're in a group, she'll say, y'all, I remember when Cheryl got Curb Your Enthusiasm, she had an audition and she said to me, mama, I'm so scared. I can't even go to this audition. I'm so scared. And I said, Cheryl, you go to that audition. You don't know. You might just get it. And Cheryl said, all right, mama, I'm going to (laughs) go. And my sister and I are looking at each
1: other like, what is she talking about? It sounds like a Lifetime movie. (laughs) Which are good movies. They are good movies. But the best part is that I think you've told that story once or twice on this podcast. Well, then that's called a bluebell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should have yelled out bluebell. But you know, now that my mom's
1: around us all so much, it's really, you know, it's a few t- and what, times a day. What about Dr. Becky Hines? How does she... What oh, well, it, like, how'd she get her where she is, stuck well, on a one-way says, road in, a, in the middle of a hurricane? Uh, well,
0: Cracklin says, y'all, Becky came to me and said, Mama, I don't know if I can do this. I want to get my doctorate, but I don't know if I can. And I said, Becky, you get
1: out there and do it. You dust your pants <laughs> off? You just, No, you dust your britches off? And you run along now and you go get yourself that degree. And we're like,
0: just the idea of us going, Mama, I'm so scared. It's like, ah,
1: uh, you know. I picture you all with like just dirty faces looking up yeah. at your mama. Dirty
0: faces, holes in your jeans, and just no like, Mama, on. I can't. Mama,
1: <laughs> Mama, what do I do? I want to be a star. Will you dust off your britches, and you just <laughs> jump aboard that greyhound bus, and you take it out there to Hollywood? And she did, and you're like, and I she, didn't take a I grey, I didn't take a greyhound.
0: Okay, all right. Well, if that's how you remember, how it. did you get to Hollywood? I drove my Toyota Tercel mm. alone or with someone. Oh, well, I hope he's not listening. Oh. But I drove out here with my ex-boyfriend, oh he's
1: listening <laughs>
0: that I broke up with before I was supposed to come out here. And I told him, "Look, we can date for a while, but I am going to l a in four months. So it's like, this is a a limited series, <laughs> And you did on lifetime.
1: You didn't want him to go with you to Hollywood?
0: Ah, uh, no, I didn't. Mm. He drove me nutballs. Why?
1: Oh, uh, well, he was
0: a drummer and he would drum on the dashboard. Oh, okay. And loved Phil Collins and loved jazz. And I'm like, "You don't like jazz?"
1: I do not. I don't. I actively don't. Wow. I didn't know you were terrible. I didn't know you <laughs> I didn't were you a terrible person. person.
0: I don't like it. And uh we started driving From Orlando, and we got to my mom's house when she was living in Tallahassee, and I said, look, you're going to have to go back home. I I can't. There's no way I can take this cross-country. I can't. I'm on his side. And he said, I've never been out of Florida, and this was my one chance to see the country. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. So I was like, okay. So we drove across the country together. And he was beaten on the... Oh my god!
1: And why didn't you tell him to stop?
0: Oh, I did. Uh, but you know, it's one of those. It just came instinctively. He didn't even know he was doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like oh, good. And then we got to we got to New Orleans, and I was like, well, let's you know get out and have lunch and try you know whatever. Well, Rat a lot of jazz and, there.
1: A lot of jazz. Well, yeah, That's not, like yeah. jazz. The jazz central.
0: Yeah,
1: jazz, <laughs> jazz
0: depot. But he didn't ever want to try any new food. He just wanted french fries and a cheeseburger. What drew you to him? Well, he's funny. <laughs> Crickets. Crickets. He was funny.
1: Was he cute? He
0: was cute.
1: He was cute and funny. How long did you date him? Uh,
0: four months. Like, like I said, this was a very limited... <laughs> this was like... This was like, I can slip you in in this window if you want, but it's a short. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm what out. did you just say? Hello? Is this thing on? Hi. Okay, take. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. We haven't even introduced what we're talking okay, about. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. It just was riveting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it riveting? No. <laughs> but it was nice to catch up. You know, I've been yes. gone for a while. We haven't Yes, connected. we haven't heard all of our old stories that we've told many times bluebell (laughs) bluebell bluebell
0: you guys today we're talking so in the future
1: i can just interrupt you and say bluebell
0: yeah okay
1: bluebell don't interrupt me though because i love to drag out (laughs) the old stories and tell them like it's the first time (laughs) oh by the way i'll say bluebell and you'll still do it
0: so Mm -hmm. i guess you have the option if somebody says that yeah you you
1: can keep going too who cares
0: but just know bluebell Just know everyone knows Bluebell. Bluebell. Today, we're talking about Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons. Mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons is a 2022 three part docuseries directed by Matt Tymore. Time hour. Time hour. Let's say time. Time out. It's directed by Matt Timehour. <laughs> it tells the story of the ubiquitous mall brand founded by powerful billionaire Les Wexner. And tracks the ties between Wexner and Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. <coughs> Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons is available to watch on Hulu.
1: Yo boy, yo boy. Can we just start out with a with a yo boy? Yeah. Well, you texted the other day when I was somewhere between Honolulu and Toronto, saying, <laughs>
0: "Raggedosus <laughs> alert!"
1: <laughs> Bluebell, um, <laughs> that you couldn't wait to hear what I had to say about this documentary. <laughs> Uh, but it's like, why would it be surprising what I have to say about this documentary? Because I, I feel I like know. what I have to say about this documentary is one gigantic bluebell. <laughs> bluebell. <laughs> I think you're missing the the uh, definition of bluebell. Bluebell. A story you've already told, right? Right. Which oh, so you feel like this I, I, is- a... I feel like I've told the story of how I feel, which is these people are losers. And just, I, I don't even, Ugh. like, how, I I guess what I'm learning is, unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is just some human behavior. Well, it kind of goes back to all of our
0: documentaries that we've seen about cults mm-hmm. and cult leaders. Yeah. It has the same vibe, yeah. doesn't it?
1: That's what I mean, is it's just... yeah. I don't, are you predisposed to this? Are you... Like the people that follow these people? Yeah, that are and like, that act oh, this he's way. He's talking so loudly
0: and confidently. He must
1: really know what he's talking about. People that follow them, people that act this way. People are flawed. People make mistakes.
0: Yes. All yes. of that.
1: But yes. this is not that. <laughs>
0: this is not. This is, this not, is not that. <laughs> okay, so just to let the listeners... No. Oh, right. So Les Wexner, I can't wait to say that 10 times in a row. Les Wexner is
1: the richest man in Ohio. Or we could just call him Grossy Face. <laughs> Nothing against it, his look, but like. No, but uh,
0: as the story goes, it could doodle do.
1: It could doodle do. I always think about how people's names. Mm. can sometimes mm-hmm. be what they are. Right, like Wiener. And he's less. Oh. Mm. He's
0: less. He's, he's less. He's less.
1: Okay, we have to take a break. Oh, no. I have not even told. Okay, finish what you're saying, and then we'll take a break. No, because it's too long.
0: T- take a no, break. Take and then a- no, do it. Well, so this guy, Les Wexler. You know what? I'll
1: take a break. <laughs> no go ahead <laughs>
0: no okay
1: this guy Les West,
0: he was very very close to his mother and his father was in women's apparel mm-hmm. and he really wanted to make a name for himself so there was already a Victoria's secret okay this was already a company
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he basically got involved mm-hmm. there's more when we get back
1: we'll be right back on taking we'll Cheryl true, true Story where true we whisper story. about things Whispers. okay
0: Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
1: And we are back with the uh, and okay. Cheryl True Story. Uh, this is a very hard-hitting documentary podcast. Um, where <laughs> no, we... by the way. Oh, go ahead, well, Cheryl, keep, please. I, keep... I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, no, my dear thank friend.
0: You. I was talking to you. This is very Dr. Becky Hines heavy episode but every time I call her she's watching my nephew Jackson golf because he's on a golf team Mm -hmm. and she's hiding behind a tree talking like this
1: is she a golf commentator she golf what well that's how golf commentators talk like that that's what she sounds like a tree and he is about to hit the little ball with that (laughs) club and it is flying into the sand pit and went in a hole Yes, that's what it sounds like. Because she's like, I'm just trying not to get hit Mm -hmm. by
0: the ball, and I, you know, and Jackson's doing great. It's like, okay, you want to call me back when you can talk full voice? Okay, Tig. Yeah, Wexner. I guess he bought this company. (laughs) (laughs) Gay Gay Raymond inspired her husband Roy Raymond to found Victoria's Secret, and the brand was Victorian themed. Mm-hmm. And nearly bankrupt
1: mm-hmm.
0: And in, in Les's imagination, Victoria's Secret Was a woman's paradise And he realized that brands Needed stories, so he invented An elaborate backstory For an English woman named Victoria Stuart White Okay. Do you want to hear the fictitious story About Victoria?
1: Sure, sure, let's have a clip It'll sound like we're professional Professional
0: Victoria Stewart White. (laughs) This spring, I shall turn 36 years old. Father taught me about business, but Mother was determined that I develop my soul, my passion, and my femininity. Mother was passionate, a fiery French woman with a quick temper and a healthy disrespect for the English and their stodgy ways. She used to tease Father about everything. Okay, so this is... This is a made-up story.
1: (laughs) Very similar to my own life story. To your
0: own. Were you a fiery French woman? Mm
1: -hmm. I am French. Are you French? Well, my first name is Mathilde.
0: Yes. Mathilde. Mathilde. Can I just say something funny? Please. (laughs) Well, this documentary has lots of footage of all the models on the um catwalk catwalk so there are lots of uh, that going on and then there's there's a shot of like one of the makeup artists like rubbing body makeup on one of the models butts Hmm. basically Mm -hmm. but it made me think of uh we did a curb your enthusiasm episode
1: episode where (laughs) (laughs) because
0: you guys i'm on the hit show curb your enthusiasm But there there was an episode where Larry and I go to the beach and Larry sees his therapist Mm -hmm. in a thong. Mm -hmm. And he decides he cannot go back to this therapist. And when we were shooting the episode, this actor, John Plachette, who played the therapist, very funny, like when you see him, you're like, oh yeah, he's such a great actor. And he had already shot all, you know, the scenes of... Of him and Larry in the office and mm-hmm. you know, he's wearing like a suit or whatever. And then I walk in to the makeup trailer one day and he's literally <laughs> being rubbed down with body makeup in his thong. And I'm like, Oh. Uh oh. This is, <laughs> this is what we do for show business. <laughs>
1: And that's how the day started, that he had to spend all day in his thong at the beach. There is no job that could get me <laughs> rubbed down in body makeup in a thong. What? You would never be in a thong
0: and no. in
1: a show? No. I bet you would. I bet you would. What is the show that would call for me... In a thong.
0: Oh, oh, Thomas is showing us a picture. <laughs> yeah, you really should watch that Curb episode because it's pretty spectacular. But yeah, he's in a striped thong. Uh, take, I think if you... Well, look at Ken Jeong in
1: uh, The Hangover, running around completely nude. Right, but I feel like Ken is fine with uh, doing anything.
0: Well, I you could be fine doing anything. Aren't you comfortable with your body? You stood topless and did stand-up. But I didn't have on a thong.
1: (laughs) I think you should face your fears. Okay. Next stand-up special. Thong. A thong. Only a thong. My brave thong (laughs) reveal.
0: (laughs) Oh, by the way, uh, what's his name? Les Wexner in this documentary, he likes to uh, give himself credit for bringing
1: the thong to America.
0: (laughs) Did you know?
1: that <laughs> i like to picture one dirty thong in a suitcase that he Ew. brought to that's what i'm picturing when somebody oh, says i, I brought see, the thong to america i picture it where he's like using tweezers to hold it up and he's like look guys this is let's it Let's all do this that's <laughs> uh, uh,
0: uh.
1: thank you les wexner were you one of those people that wore thongs that did a peekaboo out of your jeans in the back? Mm,
0: I don't know if I ever did the peekaboo. Yeah,
1: I probably by that time I was too old. It wasn't my favorite. It's not a great look. I never liked it.
0: By the way, uh, I just saw somewhere that somebody's bringing it back. You're welcome for all the clarity. And- it's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. The thing about Les Wexner is Mm -hmm. he was very successful. At that time, that's when everybody went to the mall to shop. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to make a store so enticing and interesting and intriguing that people could not just walk by it without going in Mm -hmm. to see what it was about. And that's true about Victoria's Secret. The stores always look great and like,
1: oh, Stephanie said they don't have stores anymore, that they're only online. Is that true? I think they have some stores. Oh, they do? Okay.
0: I mean, I feel like I bought a push-up bra not that long
1: ago. Braggadocious! (laughs) (laughs) You're bragging that you can wear a bra and I can't. (laughs) Oh,
0: wow. Oh, it just got sad. Just got sad. So sad. But also, did you find it interesting Mm. that he owned Abercrombie & Bitch?
1: Oh, he did? Right. Yes. Uh, Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. But, you know, also, because we did that documentary, Mm -hmm. but people are intrigued when you walk by the store that you're like, I guess I got to see what it's about.
1: I don't think I ever wandered into a Victoria's Secret or an Abercrombie and Fitch. No? No. He didn't lure me anywhere. I walked by going, "Eh, interesting. Stay out of that place. Hard pass. (laughs) Hard pass. Oh, okay.
0: Nothing. Hard passerby. <laughs> oh, and then they started uh, the Victoria's Secret catalog.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was sort of the beginning of disaster, don't mm-hmm. you think? Well, yeah. It started out classy, you know, like, oh. In quotes. <laughs> started out as classy, and then they started getting more and more revealing. Mm-hmm. And then after they realized, oh, guys – in the household, are now getting a hold of the Victoria's Secret catalog, and now it's turning into a
1: whole different thing. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Ew, guys. Guys.
0: guys. Why,
1: guys? Why? why you ruin everything, guys. You have to ruin everything. These poor women just want to put some underpants on, fancy panties on, just some underpants, and then they turned it into. And then you guys go. And ruin everything. Make it into something it was not.
0: His first store, Les opened his first store, The Limited. Mm. And it was so named because of its limited selection, mm. which is a funny name for a store when you think about it. It's like, you guys, we don't have much. Mm-hmm. It's very limited in
1: here. Yeah, We only have a few things. <laughs> I worked at the Limited. You did? I think I've told this story, Bluebell. Bluebell, it. Okay, I worked at uh, my friend Eliza. Who? Hey, Eliza. Hey. Uh, hey. There's no world where she's listening to this. <laughs> you think
0: Tom, my ex-boyfriend from Florida, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And hey, Tom. <laughs> hey, Eliza. I think managed the Limited when we were in high school. Maybe she was assistant man. I don't know. I mean, doesn't she's matter. a real that, go-getter, so it doesn't surprise There's no way to know, it and me. it doesn't matter. There was a way. I could text her and be like, oh. did you manage him? But anyway. We don't care. They had a job opening during the holidays to work in the stockroom. Okay. So I went in there working as a lesbian stockroom troll. <laughs> and um, they wouldn't let you in the front of the store, right? Oh, she wasn't the manager. I think she was maybe an assistant manager or something. Because you know those tins of popcorn during the holidays, yeah. it's like yes, cheddar and yes, all the different. Corn. Yeah.
0: I know nobody eats the plain.
1: Oh, I do. And so they, you eat the plain one. Well, I when eat them all, cheddar and I, I, I corn ate them and- all. I ate them all. Okay. So I was in there stocking the shelves, you know. And I was also trading myself to the popcorn in the tin because it was back there. You were working hard. Go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, the the clothes were in like plastic little covers, so I wasn't ruining them with little popcorn fingers. Okay. And uh, the manager came in, and she said, Tig, and I turned around. You don't know this story? I had cheddar cheese on my nose. <laughs> she started laughing so hard she couldn't breathe. And it went on for so long. And I just stood there without emotion or any change in my face, staring at her. Cause I was like, Oh, I bet I have something on my something face. on my nose. And she was fine about it. No, she just goes, oh My God, you <laughs> have cheese on your nose. <laughs> and I just stood there. And I just lifted my sleeve and I wiped it off and I said, "Okay." What else? And then she, um, kind of uh, pulled herself together and then told me whatever manager kind of thing that she had to tell me.
0: <laughs> but she didn't say stop eating the cheese corn. No, because it was put back there for the oh, the for the the employees. trolls to have. Yeah, uh, probably on her break. I think that's what they were. No, intended. they
1: opened it oh, and okay. put it, you know, like here. Happy holidays! And then I had a little cheese on my nose. And this woman, I always she think could it's so not. funny when people crumble because she was projecting. That was the worst case scenario to her, right? To have cheese if on her somebody nose. Somebody caught her, yeah, with cheese on her nose. Yeah. Whereas I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I have okay. cheese on my nose. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Well, what do you need? Did I tell you the story? <laughs>
0: About when I was a bartender at a hotel here in Los Angeles and they had this little bar inside the restaurant. Okay. We called it being in the cage, because it was kind of a cage where you would make drinks for the waiters and waitresses when they when the people at the restaurants needed drinks. Mm-hmm. So you were you know, you were just back there and nobody saw you. And <sighs> I was gonna go out after the my shift and I had a curling iron plugged in behind the bar and my manager and usually the managers don't come inside this little bar (laughs) and he walked in i was like oh no and he's like what is this i said that's a curling iron
1: (laughs) he said i have a life outside of the cage
0: (laughs) he said i don't understand what it's doing here yeah and i said well yeah, I have a an engagement right after work and it's pretty slow and I'm from Florida. <laughs> even you can agree with that. I'm not really doing much, so why not just
1: mm-hmm. curl my
0: hair? While I'm back. <laughs> 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 Needless to say it didn't go over well. okay. but I you know, they didn't fire me. I, they didn't even write me up. They were just like, come on, no personal hygiene behind the bar.
1: We have to take a break. Oh, okay. We'll be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. True Story.
0: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car.
1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back on Tig and Cheryl' True Story. Okay, here we go. So uh, so he
0: started Victoria's Secret He really tapped into what people wanted. What women wanted. Because he was saying, and they were saying in this documentary, there was really no place for women to buy underpants. Fun. Underpants. (laughs) Why do you have to call it underpants? So it was kind of like, oh, well, let's give the ladies a beautiful place to shop where they feel special. And it's like, yes, you should feel great which i get i mm-hmm. it always smells good in there it's always weird when you see like a guy lurking around in
1: victoria's secret you're like uh-uh
0: never been there
1: what if you see a lesbian lurking around in there that I'm, looked like me like in a in a sweater soccer <laughs> shorts i'd welcome slippers, it slippers i'd welcome it hair askew welcome it i'm looking for some underpants that would be so fun <laughs> to go into a victoria's secret and say, I'm and looking for some underpants. I wanted to get some underpants. But don't you think they've heard it all?
0: These people have heard it all. Imagine. <sighs> mm-hmm. Don't
1: imagine it. I think it's too It's too much. I know, but I could take the bit even further. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> oh, take the bit even further.
1: No, we got to wrap this up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the log and the short mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Is that at some point, this is when it was weird and I... I didn't really know this. Mm -hmm. At some point, Jeffrey Epstein, who was a swindler, swindler, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still don't even understand how he got to where he was, but became a financial advisor for Les Wexner. Yeah. And here's, let's just break it down for one second. Break it down. Okay, because this is what they're alluding to. Yeah. I'm not starting this. I'm just repeating it. Okay.
1: I wouldn't even say they were eluding.
0: <laughs> well, I like it when the one lady was like, I'm not saying they had a sexual relationship, but. Translation. Like, okay. <laughs> Whatever you need to information, you need to get out. You say, look, I'm not saying you're a bad friend, but.
1: You're the worst friend I've ever had.
0: <laughs> but so the long in the story uh, story of it um mm-hmm. is that that's fine Jeffrey became less's right-hand man somehow less became Jeffrey's only client and less was so intrigued we're not sure why it's it's never defined why he did this mm. but at some point he let Jeffrey Epstein have power of attorney over all of his Money mm-hmm. that is crazy. Mm-hmm. So people, so people are mumbling, kind of whispering, and, and- if there are whispers in this documentary. Maybe mm-hmm. there was some sort of because what we know about Jeffrey Epstein is, I think he would once again. I'm not a detective. I don't know. I I haven't seen it with my own eyes, but he would videotape people in compromising. Positions with, you know, if they're with an underage girl or whomever. Mm-hmm. And then I think he would hold on to to all of this blackmail material. And mm-hmm. so the whisper down the lane is that maybe that happened with Les mm-hmm. because Les was, he didn't get married till he was, I don't know what, in his 40s or
1: something. I would have thought 50s or maybe it, 50s. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs>
0: But so people were like, well, maybe, you know, he doesn't like women and that's not his thing. And which is fine. Great. Cheryl's fine with gay people. I love gay people. Thank you. But I guess he was not comfortable. Also, I'm saying, I don't know, Mm -hmm. Les Wexner. But whatever there was between him and Jeffrey Epstein, it seems like Jeffrey Epstein had something on him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what you you got? Is that the takeaway of it? It seems like, yeah, he had a lot of stuff on some people. And we don't know if he was making headlines, who he was- National headlines. National headlines. No. We don't know. But there are some whispers, like Cheryl said, in this documentary.
0: So that became a big part of the story because at some point, Jeffrey Epstein was going around telling women- that he was looking for the next Victoria's Secret model, that he worked for Victoria's Secret. And this got back to Les. Mm -hmm. And Les was like, wow, that's unacceptable. But then nobody ever really did anything. And then it started coming out stories about women saying Jeffrey Epstein was inappropriate. The other guy that Les was partners with, what was his
1: name? who looked like Alec Baldwin. Oh, do not. He did. Every time I I said to Stephanie, I was like, uh, "What, Alec Baldwin's in this?" <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Stories st- started coming up
0: about, about his partner mm-hmm. being inappropriate with the models. Kojak?
1: Ed Razek.
0: Ed Razek. Okay. I thought it was Kojak, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, people thought that Less mm-hmm. because Less really projected this image of himself as a nice guy who cared about his employees and cared about people, mm-hmm. but did nothing about any of these. Yes, so that that was the problem. And the, there was also a, a guy Jean Luc Brunel mm-hmm. who started a modeling agency. But I like that somebody in this documentary called him a super creep you ever heard that term before?
1: <laughs> also, it applies to so many people in this super documentary.
0: Creep. This She's documentary could have me. been called
1: Super Creeps.
0: Oh, this would have been so good if the title was Super Creeps. Super Creeps. Yeah.
1: And by the way, um, I was asking Stephanie about this uh, last night when we were plowing through it. Um, the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> and she, I said- doesn't it feel like people call it Victoria's Secret? Because, oh. you know, you lose that S. Victoria's Secret. You know what I mean? It, like uh, you, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. Secret. Well, it, it sort of runs into that. That's the... what I'm saying. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> Victoria's. Nobody takes that pause to say, no. Oh, I'm going to buy some underpants at Victoria's Secret. <laughs> you sound like a classically trained actor (laughs) wait till you see me on the morning show (laughs) but uh Victoria's secret I remember a comedian before I got into stand up I don't know who the comedian was but did a joke saying Victoria's secret I know what her secret is she's a slut oh that was the whole that's the whole joke Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and you liked it so much you committed it to memory. <laughs> I have <laughs> so many memories of stand up before I got into stand up. I would just be like, "Oh my god, this joke!" Whether it was good or bad, like I could remember anything. I was it so would stick in your mind. Yeah, and now I'm like, "What did? What are they saying? What did they say? What happened?" <laughs> you know, like I cannot. No, I know, I know. Unless I mean, they're that's... really good. I can't take in or remember what people are saying. This
0: is how my mom tells a joke. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy Cracklin' Rosie episode, too. My mom told a joke where she said, "Y'all want to hear a joke. And we're like, uh, yes. <laughs> and she goes, uh, oh, I can't remember the setup, but it's something like uh, something, 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 something. And then the punchline is, <laughs> Benny Albergetti in a taxi, Honey we were like,
1: what? (laughs) What just happened? I would love it if I could make a living doing
0: that. Then Here's another punchline.
1: Okay.
0: Here's another joke that she told. Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember exactly what happened. There's a guy and a cat. And anyway, the punchline is, pardon
1: me, boys. Is that the cat that chewed your new shoes? (laughs) Why? Do all of her so- her jokes end in songs? I don't know. I don't know. That is so. But funny.
0: what could be the
1: setup where that would be funny? Either one of those. Is she cuckoo? <laughs> She's the F word. Yeah, I you know Fun. I had Stephanie's mother open for me once at Largo <laughs> because she told a joke that she made up. Uh uh-uh. uh. and she before she could get it when she i was like okay let's hear it and it was our families driving around new orleans at the time look taste testing cakes for our wedding and stephanie's mother carol was like oh i made up a joke and, and i was like let's hear it she could not catch her breath she was laughing so hard <laughs> she couldn't get the joke out of her mouth and we were all patiently waiting. And then she finally told it through like tears of laughter. Mm-hmm. It made no sense and wasn't funny.
0: And yeah. <laughs> so I
1: asked her to please come open for me. And she was like, well, nobody's going to think it's funny. And I was like, exactly. But they're going to laugh at you trying to tell it. And then it ended up an episode on This American Life. That is so funny yeah and did she do exactly the
0: same thing when she got up there she, she just did but i stayed out
1: on stage with her and i ribbed her through the whole thing and uh-huh. it's like a nearly 15 minute uh thing <laughs> but she, she walked out on stage with her purse on by the way <laughs> so if anybody has free time go listen to the um this american life with my mother-in-law telling oh my a God. joke that she made up
0: and does she ever get to the punchline
1: she does. Uh, well, you
0: have to listen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna allow, I'll listen to it. Ah, uh, shoot. Okay, where are we in this thing?
1: Terrible people.
0: Oh, you know, and you do see some of the models from those days. And and th- these models became superstars, and they toured the country in their underwear, and people were-
1: Underpants.
0: Thrilled about it. There was one model that was talking, and she said, um, they were talking about, you know, the pressure to be thin- and she said, I didn't have an eating disorder, but I didn't eat much for 10 years. I know.
1: <laughs> I heard it that too. Like,
0: ten,
1: 10 years? <laughs> That's a long time not to eat much. Yeah. Good thing you skated around that issue. <laughs> I
0: wouldn't call it an eating disorder. It's like, mm, mm-hmm, Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember my stepfather, when he would get past his ideal weight, He'd go on a diet, and I remember Stephanie asking him, Rick, what did you do to lose weight? And he said, I stop eating. <laughs> I stop eating until I'm the weight I want to be. It's not rocket science. Yeah, it's just, I stop eating. There was
0: one guy that I know that he lost a lot of weight, and I saw him. I said, whoa. I might have already told you guys this before. but I said, how did, I said, how did you do it? And he said, I only ate pickles and coffee. It's like, pickles and coffee? That is so disgusting. He's like, yeah. After a while, you don't even want to eat
1: that many pickles. And then the pounds just fly off. <laughs> Actually, Rick, my stepfather, he said he would supplement his diet with some crackers. If he got oh. really hungry, he'd have some crackers. But other than that, he didn't eat until he got to his ideal weight.
0: I remember um, reading Cosmopolitan magazine. Is that even still out there. I don't
1: know. But
0: one of their diet tips mm-hmm. was to only eat cat food for a week. No. <laughs> no, they did like not. The dry. Listen, this was b- back in the 80s or something. I just remember thinking, well, yeah, of course, because how much cat food are you going to eat in a week?
1: None. You're just going to stare at the the box or the bag. Wouldn't that be, be like, uh, heavy on the carbs? <laughs> It would seem like I have no idea what's in cat food. meow it mix. Can't be. <laughs> it seems like meow mix. I don't know what's in it either. I mean, I'm sure the box will tell you there's fish and chicken, right? But Something um, delicious. It seems yeah. like a high carb
0: diet. I think the idea is you're not going to eat a lot of cat food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the long and the short of it. At some point, yeah. people were like, "We as the people mm. don't want to celebrate or we're just watching women walk around in their underwear. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they even said in this that they were really pushing the boundary of softcore porn at this point, yeah. which maybe that, that might be a stretch. Mm-hmm. I think that might be a stretch. But what is softcore porn? I don't know. Thomas, what's
1: softcore porn? I would leave Thomas out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like he must know. I mean, softcore porn What must do you be – What mean he must know? He's busy oh, he's working on our podcast. He's not involved in softcore porn.
0: No, but he knows a lot about a lot.
1: He likes the hardcore <laughs> porn. <laughs> Hello,
0: everyone. Oh, by the way, I was watching uh, Kelly Clarkson. Bragging out,
1: she's <laughs> alert. <laughs>
0: I'm not even saying I was on it. I was watching it. Doesn't matter. Else. Although I have been on it several times. But um, she was introducing I have somebody. It once. Not once. Anyway, go ahead. She was introducing somebody and she was like, wah, 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 wah. I was
1: like, Kelly's doing the air horn. She must be a big fan. She must be. Of your marathons. <laughs> well, I know I've done a braggadocious alert. I don't know if it was on this podcast, but I went out with. Yeah. Okay. Here basest, we go. Bassist. Yeah. Her bassist. Oh. Years ago. Like when I was a teenager, we both lived in Texas. What? Yeah. She's a Texas person and so is he. And I lived in Texas um, when I was a teenager. Oh, and okay. So it wasn't like he was 30 and you were 16. No, no, no. Weird. No, we were, you were at the same age. Yeah. He we were teenagers.
0: No, but he like... was
1: a bassist. And then years okay. later, he reached out to me because he saw me on TV and he was like, hey, I'm playing with Kelly Clarkson these days. And so I went to see Kelly Clarkson and reconnected with him. And now we're, um, you know, Instagram Pals. friends. Oh. But I don't know if he still plays with her, but he is such an incredible performer. And when I saw Kelly live, I was like, she better thank her lucky star. She has this person, this guy in her band because he is a rock Superstar. star. Yeah. Mm. And she, you know, kind of stands still. When she sings. Yeah. And he was like all over the stage. Ringing just it. Rocking it.
0: Okay. You know what? We're going to wind it down, Tig. Okay. I think right. we've yeah. really explained.
1: Yep. To
0: what everyone. happened?
1: <laughs> what, what happened? A lot of gross people, a lot of abuse, a lot of abuse of power, a lot of money, a lot of things the Me too going too under. it happened, and people were like, okay. And what then are we doing? all these
0: secrets started being exposed Mm -hmm. that these guys, Jeffrey, I mean, there were never seemingly stories of Les Wexner Mm -hmm. and inappropriate behavior just from this documentary, but that certainly also was alluded that he knew. Mm -hmm. Which to me is
1: inappropriate behavior.
0: Yes. So at some point he stepped down and Victoria's Secret, is working on rebranding themselves. And he's still raking in billions. Yeah. Now they have um, a group of women called the VS Collective, Mm -hmm. including Megan Rapinoe. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. And Priyano Chopra Jonas. Sounds good. (laughs) Um, Victoria's Secret is still run by a male CEO.
1: Why would they do that? I don't know. I mean, that's just such a weird decision after everything that happens. Like, yep, I got an idea. My buddy Fred will run the place. (laughs) I'm going to step
0: down. Yeah. Because everybody hates me,
1: but you're going to love this guy. Yeah. He knows what women want. You know what? I'm going to really redo this place. No more, (laughs) no more angel wings. Okay. Angel wings are done. Fred's in the house. (laughs) Yeah. The angel wings. I mean,
0: it is hard to watch this documentary because you're like, what were people thinking? Mm -hmm. Why were millions of people tuning in to watch the prime
1: time? Victoria's Secret runway show? Because women were in their underpants. But here is the thing that might surprise you and might not. Okay. I did not even know there was a Victoria's Secret runway show on TV. I never (laughs) saw it and I never heard about it. When I was watching this documentary, I was like, really? Well, you know, I had heard about it, but I had never
0: watched it. When I was watching it in like... Justin Bieber was singing. Mm-hmm. And was, at one point, was there, um, was Jay Z in this where he was also singing at a. I don't know. I might yeah, there's to... no way to know. Yeah. But I was watching going, wow, I don't remember this being. It was weird. Yeah. And now, you know, who we all are now is just like, God, that's weird.
1: Well, who you hope we all are now. Yeah. There's a yes. lot that have not. Switched gears change direction, they don't Mm-mm. see a problem with anything um, and by the way, there
0: is no problem with women walking down the runway in their underwear underpants in their underpants that's great. No. I know people should do whatever they want to do but but to you know what happened with Victoria's secret, they started targeting younger and younger girls mm-hmm. and that's when some people red flags started going off with especially women saying are you trying to sell this to
1: tweens mm-hmm. you know do tweens need to wear thongs and uh, that was the other thing is i had never heard of that brand pink like that didn't even sound or look familiar to i me. know because you don't have a teenage girl no, I don't. But that is part of... Well, I asked Stephanie, because Stephanie is 15 years younger than me. She was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. She was like, I'm familiar with it.
0: Yeah. It's fun for them, for young girls, because they feel like, oh, yeah, I don't want to wear underpants with the days of the week on it anymore. I'm a grown-up now.
1: Why? It's so helpful to have <laughs> Sunday, Monday- Sunday fun day on my underpants. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, <gasps> are you ready for final thoughts? Yes, I am, Cheryl. It's
0: time for happily ever after thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this documentary. Did you cry?
1: I did not.
0: <laughs> who were you attracted to? This is a hard one. Well, there were a lot of models, right? There are a lot of beautiful people, but hey, <sighs> but you know who was? She was very beautiful then, and she's still beautiful. Is oh, I know who. Go you ahead. do the blonde.
1: Yeah, Frederic. Yes, yes. Yes. I was like, hello, you.
0: Hello, Frederic. Mm-hmm. I think
1: that's her name. Yeah. I thought she looked better um,
0: now. Older? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's really. I mean, you know. of course, an attractive woman then. Yeah. Who
0: doesn't look good when you're 20?
1: Well, oh, there are a
0: few. Yeah. Let's not
1: name names. Cheryl
0: Hines. <laughs> I had some rough looking years I'm not gonna lie but it was mostly middle
1: school we'll say and high school okay I wish everyone could see you in your glasses right now she's past those days (laughs) I
0: bought these giant glasses so nobody would nobody in my house would steal them and they still
1: do they actually look good Cheryl
0: thanks Tig I believe you Uh, that's all for this (laughs) week's episode next week we'll be talking about Beanie Mania on HBO Max Okay, Tig, before we go, you want to do some quick true fan mail? Yes, please. Uh, Lori writes, hey, Hey, Lori, Lori. Hey. hey. Hey, Tig and Cheryl, hey. Was on a long drive from San Diego to LA yesterday and luckily got to enjoy the new episode on the bling ring all in one shot. I agree with so much that you said and have to share the following. Number one, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley and never wanted to steal, nor did my friends. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Lori. And number two, I'm not blaming the victims, but why don't celebrities have security alarms or (laughs) locks or lock their doors? My husband and I lock our doors and put on the alarm every time we walk out the door. And we're nowhere close to having what these celebrities keep in their homes. It's a fair question. Mm, it is. Love the show, and you both make me laugh out loud. In the game, who would you like to have dinner with? You are both on my list. Mm. Lori. Oh, Lori. I, and I'm hungry. Oh, so in, so yeah. invite us to dinner. Yeah. This is from Becky. Hey, hey Becky, Becky. Hey, Becky, hey. Come on, ladies. You're killing me. The big avocado pronun- pronunciation debate had me shouting at my phone yet again. TIG, what the dickens? (laughs) In my 47 years, I've never heard your pronunciation. Cheryl was spot on. Love from Spain. Keep it up. XXX.
1: Wow. Okay. Let me
0: hear your pronunciation of it. Avocado. Yeah. Becky says it's avocado. Thomas, what do you say? Avocado. Thank you. Oh, you You too. You and Becky can go... fuck it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. That's it, you guys. Avocado. Avocado? It sounds like you're really trying You've to. You've never heard sound someone fancy. say avocado? How do you say tomato? Tomato.
1: Tomato. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Tomato. Okay. Do you have anything to promote? Well, yes. I mean, I'll tell you about it when we get closer.
1: Okay. But you know, it's you can watch Curb and you can watch. I can't remember the name of it doesn't matter. okay, you go. <laughs> I will be in Delaware on Friday, November fourth. I don't know where I know it's on the beach. There's no way to the know. beach town. Look, Google it. Yeah, Can Google, Google it? it. My name and <laughs> Delaware comedy. And November 4th. And I bet you'll find it. But show Mm -hmm. up. Come on out. Mm -hmm. Also, my other podcast just came back after a, what, three or four month hiatus. Don't Ask Tig is back. And uh, I think my first guest already aired, Kristen Bell. I love me some Kristen Bell. I do too. I really love me some Kristen Bell. All right, you guys. Yeah, but other than that, check out my book and my my, uh, <laughs> my stand-up specials. <laughs> okay. And... okay, 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 okay. Should we do it again?
0: Yes, let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Ouellette, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Ouellette, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Susson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobosich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.